You are now listening to What Spirit Do You Possess? Taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. If you're thinking about giving your life to Jesus Christ, or if you've already made the decision and would like to get baptized, drop us an email at info at goodfig.tv. Again, that is info at goodfig.tv. Good afternoon. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh and Yeshua in the highest. Amen. All right, let's get right into this. What spirit do you possess? Your actions will tell all. Their actions tell all. It just does. And I hope that you receive this message with humbleness and with love and with Bibleness and ready and zealous to do what's pleasing to your father because it's important because we pick up things in life we pick up spirits in life sometimes and you don't even realize you pick them up you know you, you just walk around and you do things you're around people you shouldn't be around and you listen to stuff you shouldn't be listening to and you're watching stuff you shouldn't be watching and you're around somebody who does not care for God or who don't love God or who don't want to have anything to do with God or don't have a relationship with God or you're around somebody who's very worldly or in falsehood and they're just away 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 and they have that spirit on them and by you not discerning that spirit will jump to you okay and that's a problem it's a huge problem okay it's a huge problem so what spirit do you possess your actions will tell all that's the message today Okay, and we're going to get right into this. We're going to start in Revelations chapter 3, Christ addressing the churches here. Okay, he addressing the churches. We know that there was two churches that was pleasing to Jesus Christ. Smyrna, which is the good fig. There you go. Okay, which is the good fig. By the way, um, pretty soon you will be able to watch and listen to me on the good fig network. Praise God. So, that is awesome. And it's going to be on many many platforms so thank god for that but the good fig and then you have the church of philadelphia which is brotherly love so praise god praise god he was pleased with those two churches because they taught what exactly what he wanted them to teach and they didn't stray from it and they were faithful to him this church isn't but even in even when churches aren't faithful to him he still gives grace he gives an abundance of grace because he loves. He's a loving God. Amen. We serve a loving God. We serve a loving God. So, Revelation 3.19, if you have it, please say glory to God. Amen. And it reads, as many as I love, Christ speaking, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. That's important. He's saying, as many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. I correct you. I give you hard rebuke. And I chasten you. I correct you. But even in that, don't get down on yourself. Don't be sad. Don't be all like, why me? Why me? Don't be all upset and all going crazy. Water fountain going. Shirt all messed up. Don't do that. Okay? Stand strong. Stand strong. Because His grace is new every morning. Glory to God. It is new every morning. And he says, be zealous, therefore, and repent. That means he's correcting you for something that you've done. Or for something that you're not doing. Well, how can I get in trouble for something that I'm not doing? Meaning you're not doing it his way. Okay? You can get in trouble for something that you do or something that you're not doing. Especially when you know better. Excuse me. The word zealous here, to show great energy. Or enthusiasm. 
in pursuit of a cause or when Yahweh rebukes you, you should be zealous about repentance and true change. Pride stops Yahweh's spirit. Okay? It stops the spirit from settling in you. It stops it. Pride's a problem. A huge problem. You gotta let it go. You have to let it go. You don't want pride. Pride's a killer and of the joy and of the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? Maturity moves pride. It moves it right out the way. Glory to God. Verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man or woman hear my voice and open the door, I will come in unto him or her and will sup with him or her and he or her with me. That means with the Father too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock. And if I'm knocking, that means I want your attention. And if I want your attention, that means I love you. That means I love you. But you got to do those things. You got to repent. You got to be zealous about your repentance. You have to be zealous. See, most people in the world, it's like, until it's all tragic and everything, then they're going to change. It takes someone to die for you to change. Really? That's a tragedy I'm speaking of. It takes someone to almost die for you to change. It takes someone to be all messed up in the brain for you to see your flaws. That's pride in a whole nother level. It just is. Shouldn't take that. You should know. If you love the love that you have in your heart for God and Jesus Christ and what he's done for you on the cross should cause you to know your faults. She'll call you. Nobody should have to tell you. You know you're wrong. The only reason you're upset is because you got caught. That's it. Because if no one says nothing to anyone, they will not stop doing what they're doing. You know why? Because the brain, the spirit automatically thinks that it's okay. And it's not. To him that overcometh, how do you overcome? The spirit of God. Zealousness and repentance. Showing good energy. In pursuit of a cause. Of the truth to rebuild your relationship with God. To him or her that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father Yahweh in his throne. That's beautiful, friend. He said, I'm going to open these doors for you. I'm going to bless you because you are an overcomer. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. That was the church of Laodicea, the last church, church that he wasn't pleased with. But there's a few in there that can come out. So Christ only corrects those that he loves. Why? Because he knows in that person that there is victory. He knows in that person that they're more than what they think they are. He knows. He knows what you did in the first earth age. He knows. But do you understand something? What comes with the Spirit of God? What comes with your pursuit of happiness? What comes with your zealousness when you, when you um, are corrected and then you zealously repent and you zealously get back on a horse and you serve your Father? What comes with that? Blessings, reward, victory, love, hope for tomorrow. That means you got to be willing and ready 
and full of zealousness to lose your ways and adapt to his ways by repentance and true change. Then you will overcome because he gives you his Holy Spirit. That's what causes us to overcome. That guides us, it teaches us, it loves us, it protects us, it helps us, it strengthens us, and it blesses us. That's what helps us overcome. You will not overcome without that Holy Spirit. That's why people, they just go in a circle in life. Their life is a circle. We call that the wilderness. Their life's a circle because they don't have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God going to tell you no. The Spirit of God going to direct you and guide you the right way. The Spirit of God, that's what it does. Amen? That's what it does. Let's go to Ezekiel 37. I'm going to stay here for a second. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Verse 1 is where we're going to begin. Watch this. The valley of dry bones. You all know this. I ain't going to get crazy on it either. Okay? I don't have a drummer behind me. So it ain't going to be none of that stuff. Okay? So just listen. Pay attention. Let your father speak. Let him speak. Hear what he has to say. Understand what he has to say. Because it's important. Because this was you. And this might be. This might still be you. If you don't possess his spirit. What spirit do you possess? Let's see. The hand of the Lord Yahweh was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. That means he's seeing with a different eye. He's hearing with a different ear. Okay. When the spirit of the Lord is present. Okay. It's, it's the difference. It's the difference. Spirit of the Lord Yahweh and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. A valley of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo. They were very dry. There's no life. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Question. And I answered, O Lord, God, thou knowest. You know if they can live or not. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy, teach upon these bones, and say unto them, Ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So what makes you live? The word of the Lord. The word of God causes you to live. It causes you to come to life when it's in you. When the Spirit's guiding you, watch this. Thus saith the Lord, Adonai Yahweh, God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath, Ruach, to enter into you, and ye shall live. What breath? The breath of life. The breath, the Spirit of God. Because if you don't have Jesus Christ, if you don't have the Spirit of God, you're not living. That's the truth. You're just here. You're just here. You're just here. This is an important verse because breath to enter into you, my spirit, Yahweh's spirit. And I'm, I'm going to give you some information here in verse 5. These people, these bones are people. They're spiritually dead. It's Israel, as you, if you don't know. No life at all spiritually. Just like today, they're here. It's like human beings that walk this earth. They could go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Friday. But guess what? They're dry. They don't have the truth. They don't understand the truth. They don't have the spirit of God. They have the spirit of Antichrist. They have the spirit of the word. They have the spirit of falsehood. But they don't have the spirit of God. That makes them dry. They have no spirit to think and make good decisions in life. And they're, they're still spiritually dead. Without Yahweh's Holy Spirit. 
How about you? How about you? Are you lacking? Are you spiritually dead? And you just coming? Are you spiritually dead and you're just listening? What spirit lives inside of you? Six. And I will lay sinews. We're going to bring it all together. Skin, everything. Veins, everything. Muscle, everything. Upon you, I'm going to make a new human. A new human that will serve me with my spirit. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am Yahweh, his sacred name. Glory to God. So I prophesied, I taught them as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Putting people back together here. Glory to God. That's what God does. That's what Christ does. He puts people back together. When life breaks you down, when Satan breaks you down, he puts you back together. Glory to God. When your marriage or your relationships is all messed up, he puts you back together. Glory to God. But you need his spirit to do it. Can't do it without the spirit. And when I behold, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. They're still missing that breath of life. The Spirit of God. Then he came unto me, prophesy unto the wind, to the rock. Prophesy, son of man, Ezekiel, and say unto the wind, the rock, thus saith the Lord, Adonai Yahweh, God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Mm. This is an interesting word, the word slain here. It's, it's very interesting. Slain, dead by violence. Why are they slain? Because of pride. Not yielding to God or to his ways. Faithlessness. Arrogance. Slain. Dead by violence. By violent death from Satan and self. Necros. Necros in the Hebrew tongue. And it means a corpse. Someone who was once alive but are dead due to uh, ways, pride, not yielding to the Father, faithlessness. Necros in the Hebrew tongue. So they're not just dead. They were alive. But they're just laying there now. They're slain. You got a problem, do you not? That's why he's saying prophesy to them. What is teaching? What does the teaching of God do for you? It changes your thought process. It changes the way you think. It changes, it changes your spirit. His spirit adds to your spirit. His spirit removes all that's not of him and only leaves him inside of you, which causes you to be a different person. It causes you to discern differently, to think differently, to live differently, to want differently, to desire differently. That's what it does. It's exactly what it does. Verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and he breathed, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up by their feet. An exceeding great army. Glory to God. Army for God. An army for the living Father. That's a beautiful thing. It really is. Now, when you're standing up, God can use you. He can't use you when you're laying down. Amen. And you know that. 
He can't use you when you're lazy. He can't use you when you have no desire to be used. He can't use you when you're not pliable. When what is what does this say when you stand up? When you stand up, it says, Lord, I'm ready. It says, Lord, I'm ready to be used by you. I am ready to grow and to learn of you. I'm ready to be your utensil. God can't use someone laying down. That's why you got in these false churches. They're all trying to push you down, push you down, push you down. You don't need to be pushed down. God needs someone that can stand up for him and for his ways and in his power and make a change. Glory to God. After you receive his spirit and his way, then he will cause you to stand upright and not lay down in life. And not lay down in life. But stand for the Lord Yahweh and his Holy Son, Jesus Christ, for the Holy Spirit, for every way that he has, and believe what he believes, and love what he loves, and hate what he hates. Because now you possess his spirit of truth, and that will allow you to join his holy army, ready and willing to fight for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and Yahweh. You got to understand that. You have to understand that right there. That's a beautiful thing. It really is. You got people who say, I've done too much sin. God can't possibly love me. God can't possibly want to be with me. They say we've done too much. Christ says you haven't done enough. You haven't done enough that, that I want to turn you away. Amen. 11. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Why does he love us so? How can he possibly forgive us for all that we've done? You don't know God, do you? He's a loving God. That's who, that's who he is. He's a loving God. The only thing he won't forgive you for is the unforgivable sin. And only God's elect can commit that. And that only happens when the Antichrist is here. So everything else that you do on earth to this day, to this very day, you can have forgiveness for except for rape, murder, and kidnapping. You got to go to the Father and then have forgiveness for that in heaven. Because he wants you dispatched to him directly, immediately. And I don't blame him. Because that's a heinous crime. Verse 12. Therefore prophesy, teach, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Adonai Yahweh. God Almighty, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel, into the good land. Guess what? There's a war over there right now. So you know he ain't talking about now. And ye shall know that I am Eashe'er, the Lord Yahweh, when I have opened your graves and caused you to walk out. I added that last part. And caused you to walk out. Out of death to walk away from death the way you were going was to death glory to God oh my people it's important when you're called by his name live by his name and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit Ruach Holy Spirit in you and ye shall live a life of abundance and grace and power because you serve the most high God 
and I shall place you in your own land, then shall you know that I, the Lord Yahweh, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord Yahweh. There is no other God. We serve the greatest God there is. He is great all by himself. Praise God. Let's go to Ezekiel 9. Stay right here. Ezekiel 9, 1. And it reads, He cried also in my ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. Praise God. With his destroying weapon in his hand. Now we're going to be talking about a mark here, the Tov. The Tov of God. It's a fancy T in the Hebrew alphabet. The Tov of God. Okay? I did a whole message on this whole subject years ago. Maybe I need to do it again. But I'm just going to touch on it today because it's important. And because the mark is what gives you the spirit. You can't have the mark of God and not have the spirit of God. And you can't have the spirit of God without having the mark of God. It's impossible. It's impossible. Destroying weapon. A weapon that dashes in pieces. Even like the sword of God. Because that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. The destroying weapon. The sword of God. Verse 2. And behold, six men, this they call men, angels, men. These are angels. And behold, six angels came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth toward the north. So the north is always where God's throne is, okay? So we know we're speaking of this is close, this is exactly near the Holy of Holies, okay, where God's throne is. And every man a slaughtering weapon, a sword in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with the rider's inkhorn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. That is the Holy of Holies. Okay. The throne of God. God got something for them to do. Does God have something for you to do? Will you follow it to the T? What God tells you to do? I know I will. And the glory of God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was to the threshold of the house, and he called to the man clothed with linen, the angel, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. Why do you have a writer's inkhorn? To write down everything. God records everything. Everything we say, everything we do, it is recorded because you got a judgment day coming, okay? Now, your judgment day, everything that you do not repent for is recorded. Everything that you do repent for is wiped away, amen? Why do you think repentance is so important? Because it can bite you in your butt at the end if you're not a real Christian. It just can. Verse 4. And the Lord Yahweh said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men and the women that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. So, what is he saying here in this verse 4? Okay. He's saying here, set a mark, that's that tall, that fancy T. The mark of God and of Christ Jesus. To, sh to those that show compassion, 
to those that show love, to those um, that fight for what's right, that fight for what God believes in, for those who fight for freedom and fight for what's right in Yahweh's eyes, for those who correct the wrong that they make and any wrong on the earth or that's in their presence, and for those that live a true life according to Yahweh and Jesus Christ's ways. How you doing? To those that put Yahweh first, not last. To those that don't lie to Yahweh and to yourself. To those who don't make up excuses why, 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 why. Well, why you can't serve him fully. About who you are and what you're doing. To those people who have a great deal of compassion for what goes on in the world. How it's tragic. That's the mark of God's elect. They think about others before themselves. That's the mark of God's elect. Amen. Let's get it. That's the mark of those who carry the mark. How you doing? Five. And to the others, he said, in mine hearing, go ye after him through the city, and smite. Let not your eyes spear, neither have ye pity. No pity at all. What you got pity for? If God says smite, smite. Should be no pity. You don't think God knows what he's doing? Right? Well, e even this young person, God, smite. You got to understand something. People don't realize, okay? Oh my God, a baby's so cute. There's places in the Bible where God says destroy women and children, okay? Not just the men, women and children and the animals, okay? But why would he destroy the women and the children? Why would he destroy the children and the animals? The little kids aren't so little. Their souls are old. And their spiritual mindset, the way they think, is old, is of old. So you have to understand, when God says, destroy this or destroy that, it ain't because of the flesh, it's because of the spirit. Okay? It's because of the spirit. You got to understand that. Maybe you'll better understand God. And you better understand when he says, have no pity. Don't let your eyes spare, neither have any pity. Slay utter, utterly old and young, both maids and little children. Here's, a, here's one of these situations. And women. But come not near to any man upon whom is the mark, the tov, the mark of God. And begin at my sanctuary. Yeah, judgment begins at the pulpit. It begins with me. Then they begin at the ancient men, the elders, which were before the house. Judgment begins at the pulpit. With preachers and teachers and so-called prophets and bishops and yeah, it begins right there. That's where it begins. Okay? So if you're not doing your homework, if you're not called to teach, if you don't have the mark, the tov of God and the spirit of God, you in some type of trouble. You in some type of trouble. You must you must take the word of God extremely serious you can't read the word of god and not apply your life to it 
You can't take in the word of God and not apply your life to it. Who are you? What are you doing? Seven. And he said unto them, defile the house. This is the house of God he's speaking of. He's saying unto them, you could go defile the house for it's already defiled and fill the course with the slain. How piles and piles and piles of unholy, abominable humans who do not serve God, who do not have the mark of God, but have themselves in position to reap all the benefits. You got a problem, a huge problem. A huge, huge problem. Ezekiel 9, 7. And he said unto them, Defile the house and fill the course with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, and I was left, that I fell upon my face and cried, and said, O Lord God, wilt thou destroy all the residue of Israel in thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? Then said he unto me, the iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great. You see what I allow you to see, Ezekiel, but you can't see what I see. It's exceeding great. And the land is full of blood, murder on top of murder on top of murder. Evil doing. And the city is full of perverseness. It's not good. What's new under the sun? Nothing. For they say, the Lord Yahweh, they know his name. They know his name is Yahweh. The Lord Yahweh hath forsaken the earth. No, he hasn't. He has not forsaken the earth. And the Lord Yahweh seeth not. He sees all. He sees everything. It's just a time of judgment. And you got to understand that. It's a time of judgment. And some people get their judgment earlier. Some people get a double judgment. Thank God for Jesus Christ. 10. And as for me also, my eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity, but I will recompense their way upon their head. I'm going to give them everything they got coming to them because they will not repent. They will not change. They will not get right. They will not be zealous and show good energy to pursue my way or change to be pleasing to me. That's a problem. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. Praise God. Completely done. How about you? Can you say you truly do what Yahweh has commanded you to do? Do you even know what God has commanded you to do? See, the people with his mark, that tov, his Holy Spirit, that's what draws the spirit to them. They made it clear. They made a clear-cut choice. I will serve Yahweh. I will not hurt him or myself by being not true. By not being true to him and not being true to Jesus Christ. But I will be faithful to Yahweh and to Jesus Christ for he is faithful to me. I will repent because I love and appreciate my Savior Jesus Christ and him dying on the cross. And because I want to do better. 
I will give him my love because that's what I want to do. That's the one thing God can't force. He can't force someone to give him their love. Love has to be given from you to him, period. And the people with this mark give their love. They fear God. They fear him. I want to be someone Yahweh can call on and trust. I want to carry his mark and possess his Holy Spirit. I'm tired of myself. Okay? I surrender to the Lord. Okay? I'm tired. You get tired of yourself sometimes? You ever get tired of the same thing day in, day out? Hmm? You ever want freshness, newness? Right? You hear what I'm saying, right? Right. Let's go to Revelation 6. We're going to stay in Revelation for the rest of this message. Revelation 6. We have some good points here. We'll talk about the seal. We talked about the seal last week. We're going to talk about the two most important seals, the sixth and the seventh. And I want you to understand something. Those with the mark, those with the spirit of God, know that this seal, the seals are not in order. They've never been in order. They're not in order for a reason, but they are in order to us because we can see the truth. We can see the truth. So therefore, they're in order to us. But to someone who don't have the mark of God or the seal of God, they can't understand that the seals are not in order. They will be confused. Thank God for good teachers. So, Revelation 6, 1. And I saw when the Lamb, Jesus Christ, he's the Lamb. This is after the crucifixion. Opened one of the seals. Did it say the first seal? It said one of the seals. So they're not in order. And I want you to get that. And when I saw the Lamb, Jesus Christ, opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts, the Zoom, saying, come and see. Yeah, they can speak. Come and see. That means come and see with understanding, come and see with truth, come and see with the knowledge of God. Don't come and see no other way, because you will not see. Amen. That's exactly what that means. Come and see with the wisdom of God. Verse 2. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow. This word bow in the Greek is toxon. Cheap fabric imitation. This is not the bow of God. This is the bow of Antichrist, of Satan himself. This word bow is toxon. I'm going to say it again. It's toxon. Cheap fabric imitation. Posing as the bow of God, which goes around the throne of God. That very bow. The beauty of it. And the greatness of God's bow. This is a fake bow. And God named it right, toxon, because it's cheap. It's a fabric imitation. And only an imitator would carry this bow. And that's why Satan, Antichrist, carries this bow. Because he's an imitator. And a crown was given unto him. Who's him? Antichrist, Satan. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Understand that. Understand where we are. Let's go, to, let's go all the way to verse 12 of this same chapter. Skip all the way down. All the way to verse 12. Watch this. So now it says we got the sixth seal. But this ain't the sixth seal. This is symbolic of the seventh seal. Okay, which is the seal that Jesus Christ comes at. Amen. Watch this. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. I did a whole thing on all seals. 
1 through 7. 1 through 7. Maybe I'll do it again. And I behold, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. Now, this sounds sort of like when Satan comes at the sixth seal. Because he imitates everything that Christ does. And I'm going to show you that even more so. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of here. That's dark. And the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. Rock. That means the four winds that we just read in Ezekiel. North, south, east, west. When all those winds come together, you're going to have the end come together. Praise God. And the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and every island were moved out of their places. Every mountain, every island were moved out of their places. Why is the heaven being wrapped up like a scroll? Like a roll together? Because the final earth age is coming into play. The third one. The second one is gone. The third one's coming into play. The one that brings in eternity, eternal life. Will you be there? If you have his mark, you will. If you have his spirit, you will. Watch this. And the kings of the earth. Now, let's break down who these kings are. Okay, because you know every nation don't have a king. As you know, we're in a democracy and we have a president. Okay? So we're not talking about kings and queens here or presidents. We're speaking of these super-powered teachers. Okay, these super churches, these super power teachers that give advice to the president, that give advice to the king, to the queen. That's what we're speaking of here. That's who they are. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. Why are they hiding themselves? Why? And said unto the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne. And from the wrath of the Lamb. Now wait. I thought Satan came at the sixth seal. But the seals are out of order. We're speaking of the Lamb. Why do they want to hide? Why do they want rocks to fall on them? Because they worship the first Christ that came. What spirit do you possess? If you possess the right spirit, you would know this. If you possess the tov of God, you would understand this. If you could hear what I'm saying to you, you might have the right spirit. They want to flee from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is coming. Who shall be able to stand? That's a great question, isn't it? So it's very clear to me. And those who possess the spirit of the Lord and, has this, and have this tov, that the mark of God, that he who comes first is Antichrist, Satan himself. That the seals are out of order for a reason. So that those who carry the mark, the tov of God, and possess the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, can see and understand and live their lives according to God. That they can help and be a blessing to all they come in contact with. Glory to God. Sort of like a code. But it's beautiful. Revelations 8. Let's go. Verse 10. Revelations 8, 10. 
Let's talk about Satan's spirits. Because since I said, what spirit do you possess? Let's see some characteristics from some of his spirits. So you can know if you need to rebuke yourself. Okay? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I speak straight truth. I'm, I'm not. I laugh, but it's not really a joke. Here we go. Revelations 8.10. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. Now we know that this star from heaven, Christ spoke of him in Luke 10, which is where we're going to go next. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven burning. This is his spirit. This is not the presence of Antichrist or Satan. This is his spirit. Okay? You can't see his spirit. So I'll make it very clear. You cannot see his spirit. Unless you have the Toph. Unless you have the Holy Spirit. Then you can discern his spirit. And you could even possibly see his spirit. If you have the mark of God and the spirit of God. Watch this. And the third angel sounded. And there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. Now the fountains, the rivers, the seas, the oceans, those are translated peoples. Always in Revelation, they're always peoples. A multitude of peoples. The world even. Every religion, every type of people, every type of person, every creed, every human being. What's this? So it fell on the waters of the earth, peoples, without the seal of God. It fell on the people without the seal and the mark of God. Understand that. 11. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. What does Wormwood mean in the Greek? It means bitterness. The spirit of bitterness. We're going to break that down. And the third part of the waters became wormwood, bitterness, became bitter. And I would say very bitter. And you can see it today. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. So, this is one of Satan's spirits. But it's a big one. It's a big one. This is the spirit of I don't care. This is the spirit of hatefulness, jealousy, pridefulness, the spirit of anger, okay, of no discipline, of un unfaithfulness, of fakeness, of depression, of sadness, of loneliness, of envy, of selfishness, of no compassion, of lack of love, of worldliness, of play actors, the spirit of me against the world, bitterness. Always bitter. What you bitter for? Why are you upset? Some people don't even know why they're bitter. They don't even know why they're bitter. That's when you know something's wrong, amen? That's when you know something's wrong. How you not know why you're bitter? You don't know why you're upset? You don't know why you're sad? You don't know why you got the spirit, one of Satan's spirits? You don't know why you got it? That's a really good question, right? What spirit do you possess? What spirit do you carry with you? Let's go to Luke 10. Luke 10. Christ speaking. He is speaking. That spirit's here. If you can't tell, your eyes aren't open. 
But are you humble enough, if you fit one of them criteria of his spirit, spirit of bitterness, are you humble enough to say, hey, I need help getting rid of this? Are you humble enough to do that? That's the question. I'll leave you to work your own salvation. Luke 10, verse 16. Let's see how far you go. Before God says, hey, step in. Luke 10, 16. He that heareth Christ speaking, he that heareth you, heareth me. Listen now. You got somebody called right before you teaching you. Okay? You have somebody anointed by God teaching you the word of God. Therefore, so listen to what he's saying, because this applies to me. Watch this. He that heareth you, heareth me. He that despiseth you, despiseth me. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. Get your mind right? Hmm? Is that not a check for a box in your brain? Hmm? Because when, if you despise me, because I'm teaching you the truth, you're despising Christ and God. You're going to have a problem, a serious problem. I mean, a serious, serious problem. You're going to have a problem. It may not happen a year from now. It may not happen two years from now. But you're going to have a problem. I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I've seen things. 17. Watch this. Yeah, don't have a problem with the one sent to you. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Are the devils subject to you? Hmm? Do you have power to rebuke? Hmm? Do you? Think about this for a second. Okay? People have power to be crazy in life. Okay? They have power to be crazy. Okay? And they use that power to be crazy. They take the power and they say, okay, I'm a Christian. I have power. Let me just, let me use that. If you don't act, if you don't fill your spirit with the spirit of God, if you don't have the talk, if you don't have the spirit of God, you do not have the power. Okay? You do not have the power. If you remain the same and you got the same messed up mindset, the same messed up ways, that means you don't have the power. Okay? That means you don't have the power. That means you're doing something wrong. What spirit do you possess? Because you can't have both. You can't have the Holy Spirit and then have the spirit of the world. The Holy Spirit is going to trump any spirit. It's going to trump any spirit that tries to invade you, that tries to get close to you, that tries to harm you. It is your protector as well. It trumps any spirit. So you can't have both. The spirit would just say, you're not ready, and it will leave. It will depart from you, and you can hold on to that nasty, ugly, disgusting, bitter spirit. If you can't say to yourself, I rebuke myself, if you can't rebuke yourself, what makes you think? What makes you think you can rebuke the devil? You can rebuke the world. You can rebuke someone in the world or someone who's trying to harm you. What makes you think you can change your situation if you can't even change who you are? What spirit do you possess? The, de the devils are subject to you if you possess the spirit. Satan is subject. Listen, he will fall. 
if you possess his spirit. He will fall. If your life ain't going right, it will change if you possess his spirit. If, if you got problems in life, things will change for the better if you possess his spirit. Watch this. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. There you go. Revelations 8, 10 through 11. Revelations 12, 7 through 12. Hold your place here. We're going to go to Revelations. Revelations 12. I already read you 8. We're going to go to Revelations 12. I want to read you that. Because this speaks of him coming, being kicked out of heaven at the sixth trump. Okay? Sixth seal, sixth vial. Revelations 12, 7. And there was war in heaven. Yeah, there's always war in heaven. When you got Satan there, there's going to be war. He always run in his mouth. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Now, I wonder who that is. That's the devil. And the dragon fought against his angels and prevailed not. They lost. Duh. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now you're going to have some peace in heaven because Satan's gone and his fallen angels are gone with him. And the great dragon was cast out. The dragon is the devil. It's one of his names. That old serpent, that's one of his names, the devil, called the devil. And Satan, there you go, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him, his fallen angels. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. That's what he does. He accuses you. When you screw up, he accuses you. When you mess up, he accuses you. Thank God for repentance. 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So how do you overcome? By the blood of the Lamb. By the Spirit of God, by the word of their testimony, by the truth, that sword. Okay? We, 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 that just covered everything from Revelations 3 to Ezekiel 37 to Ezekiel 9 to Revelation 6 to Revelations 8 and 11. That just covered everything. That's how you overcome the devil, Antichrist. By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of God, by the sword of God, by the mark, by the Holy Spirit. And by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. They don't care about Satan. We got a job to do. We're going to do our job. If we have to be delivered up, we will be delivered up. When the Holy Spirit speaks through us, we will allow it to do so. Because that's our calling. That's our job. Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Yeah, rejoice. Why? Because Antichrist, Satan's gone, and his angels are gone with him. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. That's you, friend. And of the sea. Yep, he mentioned sea. There's mammals in the sea, too. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Five months. May through September, my friend. Understand. Let's go back to Luke 10. He's saying, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from the earth. What spirit do you have? Do you have the spirit of bitterness? Are you aware that he's coming first? That he's posing as Jesus Christ? That he's that his name is Antichrist? Which means in the Greek, instead of Christ? Do you understand that? Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you or hurt you. 
Not even Satan. Not even the spirit of bitterness. Not even. It's a cakewalk when you have the power of God. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's why you rejoice. Don't rejoice because you bad and you got power. Okay? Rejoice because your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's your key into heaven. Amen? That's your key to your rewards. That's your key to teaching in the millennium. That's your key to eternity. It really is. And that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit, saying, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise, the prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. God knows what he's doing. Trust him. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son. And he to whom the Son will reveal him. You are revealed by the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And you are revealed to Jesus Christ because God knows you. And you are revealed to God because Jesus knows you. And it ain't because of something that you did here. It's because of something that you did in the first earth age. It's a beautiful thing, amen? It's beautiful. You know how many people want to know what you know? In closing. In closing. Revelation 19. In closing. Bear with me now. Revelation 19. If you have a say glory to God. Now remember how Satan tried to imitate the coming of Jesus Christ. The sky was black and he's just an imitator. Okay, here's the true seven trump. Okay, watch this. Seven seals, seven fire. Here it is right here. Jesus Christ returning. 19. And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, that's hallelujah in the Greek. Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he have judged the, the great whore, that's Satan's wife. She who says, I am a queen, I am no widow. She is a queen because she worships the first Christ that comes. And he is the false Christ. Don't you get caught up with that. Which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and have avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. She killed a lot of righteous people. And again, they say, hallelujah. And her smoke rolls up forever and ever. That means she's blotted out. She's in the lake of fire. She's done. There's no torment in heaven. She's done. When you go to the lake of fire, which some call hell, okay? When you go to the lake of fire and your soul goes in there, you're blotted out instantly. So there's no, ah, no screaming. There's no burning like bacon. There's no sausages frying on the flame. There's no bings on the grill. Took a whole lot of climbing just to get up that hill. There's none of that going on. Good time. Whatever. Jefferson's. It, there's none of that going on, okay? You're blotted out completely. So that we can have peace, amen? 
And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah, Hallelujah in the Greek. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him. Do you fear him? Because if you fear him, you're going to get right. If you fear him, if you reverence him, you're going to want to be right. You're going to want to walk circumspectuously so you can be pleasing to him. When you don't fear him, that's where the spirit, spirit of bitterness comes in. That's where the spirit of I don't care. That's where the spirit of disrespect that's where the spirit of hate, jealousy, envy, lack of love, no faithfulness. That's where all that comes in when you don't fear him. All ye his servants and ye that fear him, both small and great. There's no class with God. Okay. If you love him, you're welcome. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude. And as the voice of many waters, peoples, remember that. And as the voice of mighty thundering saying, hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reign, if he never changes, he stays the same. He's great. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife had made herself ready. Are you ready? And I ain't talking about ready to fly away, but I mean, are you ready? Okay, because we don't worship the first Christ that come. He's the fake. He's the Antichrist. We worship the one. We wait on the one, the true Christ at the seventh trump. And then we will take part in that wedding. Glory to God. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, like you would give your wife, fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. That's your robe, friend. That's your robe of deeds. And he saith unto me, right blessed are they which are called into the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, these are true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, find thy fellow servant, this would be Jeremiah, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Hold on. Hold on. So let's explain something here. So if the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, you cannot have the testimony of Jesus unless you have the spirit of prophecy, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the tall. So therefore, unless you have the mark of God, unless you have the spirit of God, you are not qualified to teach Jack or be nimble. Keep your mouth shut. Shut it down. In the name of Jesus, to be kind. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. You've been prophesied to. You've been told who comes first. It's not a prophet lie. It is a prophesy. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. This goes all the way back to Revelation 6 where Satan tries to imitate God. He was on a white horse, remember? And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. But there's a difference. This is the seventh seal. This is the true Christ. This is his returning. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. Why? And this is why in Revelations 9, they would want to hide from him from the wrath of the Lamb, hide in the dens and have rocks fall in their head. Why? Because they're afraid. They're very afraid of the fire that's in the eyes of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And on his head were many crowns, King of kings, Lord of lords. And he had a name written that no man knew, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, 
And his name is called the Word of God. Do you have it? If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Word of God. If you have the Torah, you have the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen and white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. Now, we talked about a sword. This is that very destroying weapon from Ezekiel, the sword of God. Do you know it? Do you have one? Do you carry it with you? By your side, it should be a part of your armor. How you doing? Glory to God. That was, that with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and tread the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture, and on his thigh a name written, King of kings, Lord of lords. He is the king of everyone and everything. He is the priest and the Lord, Melchizedek, Melchizedek, king, king of the just, king of God's elect. Glory to God. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the mist of the heaven. Now, what happens at the seven trump, seven seals, seven vow? Everyone in their spiritual, everyone in their flesh body, the flesh goes off of you, and you come into your spiritual body. So that flesh has to be eaten. Here we go. Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Everyone. That ye may eat the flesh of kings. Yep. And the flesh of captains. And the flesh of mighty men. And the flesh of horses. And the flesh of them that sit on them. And the flesh of all men, both free and bond, small and great. Were all changed in the blink of an eye book of Corinthians. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Now hold on. We got this fool, Satan. And we got this idiot. These idiots who follow him, who carry his spirit. And they're following him with that one world system, that beast that he set up. That king of the earth is Satan. And he's formed an army. And they're gathering themselves together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. So there, there's about to be war, Armageddon. Okay? And they're coming. Jesus is coming with the army, the saints of heaven. Okay? And the saints of earth are gathered together with him already in that spiritual body. In the air. Not to be raptured, but in the air. Okay? First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians. It it teaches us that the seven trump we will um this flesh will come off of us and we will be in our spiritual body. And all those people who have the spirit of Athanasia, the spirit of deathlessness, they will join in that army. But the people who have just a spirit which is liable to die, more than likely they're gonna be in the army of Antichrist trying to fight against those people coming back with Jesus Christ and the saints who are here on this earth. Glory to God for truth. Okay? And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken easy. Easy let me squeeze it. He gone. And with him, the false prophet, translate that word in the Greek, Antichrist, that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. There you go. Okay? What spirit do you carry? What mark 
do you have? Those with the mark of the beast don't know this truth. They don't have the spirit of God. But those with the tov of God, the mark of God, carry this truth. And they know the truth. So the mark of the beast are those who are Satan's own children, his own workers. Those people who are in his army. Those people who don't know God, who don't know the true Christ. That's why they have the mark of the beast. And them that worshipped worshipped his image, these both were cast alive into the lake of burning fire with brimstone. And the remnant were slain, the fallen angels, but by with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, that destroying weapon from Ezekiel, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. We got a thousand years of teaching to do. And I pray to God and I know that you will be teaching alongside Jesus Christ and myself and all the saints. Because we got a job to do. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. In Jesus' precious name, I take credit for nothing. Amen, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.